following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree Show for hour number two, we welcome Mike Johnson. Good morning. Morning, Mike. Um, let's uh, let's get right into it, guys. Uh, Amazon cancels Headquarter Two plans in New York City. Amazon will move forward with plans in Virginia and Nashville, and will hire at other tech hubs. This, according to uh, the Wall Street Journal, Amazon.com is abandoning its plans to build a new headquarters in New York City after the company faced stiff resistance from some local politicians who objected to giving one of the world's most valuable companies billions of dollars in tax incentives. Um and then Amazon made a statement that says, while polls show that 70% of New Yorkers support our plans and investment, a number of state and local politicians have made it clear that they oppose our presence and will not work with us to build the type of relationships that are required to go forward with the projects we and many others envisioned in Long Island City. Major blow uh, to the uh, New York area. I mean, I don't care how rich you are already. If you're saying to 25,000 jobs at an average uh, salary of 150 grand, we don't want you. It blows my mind. It, it, it absolutely. I think it's hilarious, though, because the the people that have been on their pedestal talking about this and, you know, blabbing out their mouth, Amazon looked at them, turned their back, gave them the middle finger and walked out of the room. <laughs> Yeah. That's what they Basically did. Said, That's what they did. And uh, I want to read a tweet. You know, this is from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, this is what she tweeted on this. Anything is possible. Today was the day a group of dedicated everyday New Yorkers and their neighbors defeated Amazon's corporate greed, its worker exploitation, and the power of the richest man in the world. And that's on the heels of 70% of New Yorkers supported yeah. Amazon coming to their community. And, and there was uh, a, a senator, uh, Michael Gennaris, uh, he went on Squawk Box and was talking about you know, how bad they, they, he was on there before they decided to move out. But they were going to, okay, we'll back up a little bit. They were going to give, the, the debate was the incentives that, that New York was giving them. And these people were saying they shouldn't give them the $3 billion in tax incentives. And 
Cortez and some of these others saying, well, yeah. now we have $3 billion to spend on infrastructure. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. You, you, they were going to give them $500 million. That was the cash outlay. Everything else was contingent on 25,000 jobs on bringing this product. She still thinks that they were going to write them a $3 billion check. They were going to give them a break on $3 billion worth of payroll taxes that now will never be created. That $3 billion will never exist because those jobs won't happen and those payroll taxes won't happen. She is so incredibly stupid. And the you know, it, it just boggles my mind that this person got elected, that people elected her as uh, uh, their um, uh, representative. It's just it, – and there are people out there who are saying, oh, she's smart. She's this. She's that. She's dumber than a box of rocks. Well, let me. Go, I was just going to let's let's just for our listeners. Let's make sure they understand the facts of the deal. Okay, this is what Amazon was getting. You throw three billion out there like it's you know nothing. Well, we're going to break it down this way: eight hundred and ninety-seven million for relocation and employee assistance program. Okay, that's called REAP. That's a that's a big function in any economic development engine for any community. $386 million for industrial and commercial abatement program. Okay, that's so that's called the ICAP program. Another big go ahead. But once again, they were not writing them checks no. for this. They were just going to give them tax, re, uh, tax relief that's, that's to tax, get that. That's tax, uh, you know, property tax, you know, relief is what that is. Over a 25-year period, 25-year period, okay? Now, the cash, $500 million in cash. All right, so that totals. Now, here's this is important: one point two billion in what they call Excelsior programs. That's just nothing more than job training, job education, continuing education money. That'll be over a twenty-five year period. Okay, that totaled two point nine billion, or forty-eight thousand dollars per job. 25,000 jobs, but now this is what nobody else is talking about. Up to 40,000 jobs by 2030. I think that was right. Yeah. So you know what's going to happen? Uh, That area is going to get more hidebound if they keep electing these uh, liberal-slash-socialist politicians like uh, de Blasio as mayor of New York City, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That area is going to get more behind, and wherever these jobs are going, uh, Virginia, Nashville, Tennessee, good luck with Nashville. I mean, that place, it's getting everybody wants to go there. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. One, one other thing that this uh, Janaris was saying, when he's making his argument against um, – he was saying that, well, you can't look at the property in a vacuum. He said, we have plans for this property otherwise. He said, we had government housing, we had restaurants, and we had retail that was already planned on going in there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you? They're going in there because of Amazon being there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said, he was saying that they had this plan before, but what kind of income is that going to bring what kind of jobs is that going to bring to the area or like yeah. what yeah 
Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, what, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yesterday we were talking about this in the office, and that there were some clients in, and it was just – it's a good conversational piece. And Mike couldn't have said it better. Who in their right mind would not want to invest $3 to get a return of $9? And that's basically – yeah. What, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Or, or nine to one ratio. Yeah, nine 20, to one. Twenty seven. Twenty seven dollars. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I messed that up. I'm thinking of the ratio nine to one. So you invest three billion to get a twenty seven billion dollar return. And we're really not talking about the old trickle down effect of this either. Right. Yeah. Okay. The guy that's driving the Uber. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Exactly. Okay. It's just so, the, the the ancillary businesses that would support it. Oh, my pre- gosh. Let's talk about our own community. Tom just brought it up earlier today. Look yeah. what happened with Toyota. Right. Right here in central Kentucky. And mm-hmm. and Governor Collins at the time, Martha Lane Collins, she was uh, criticized. Her, her administration was uh, criticized for um, giving away the, the, the store on that, you know, in terms of tax incentives and things like that but look what those things are long since paid for and uh toyota has continued to generate jobs and wealth in central kentucky in a way like uh, we've not seen before and most importantly put kentucky on the map in terms of an economic development opportunity Martha Lane and Toyota did that for this state. There's no question about it. That's right. They did. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Laying out a vision to choose greatness. Their sights on 2020. Running for president. Now is the time to fight. Clear and concise information matters. To get to the truth. Clearly see 2020 with News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. If all I was was passing time, my life was just a season. Dares and dreams and silly schemes and fillies running freely. I was young and no song was sung that didn't sound.
back on the Tom Dupree Show. These are musical excerpts are from the Birds album called Untitled. Came out in 1970, 71, somewhere. I think 70. And uh, it was an album I owned as a 13-year-old. It was a good time. Yeah. A good time to live. I went to camp in North Carolina, and my counselor, a guy named Bill Brody, who was a Vietnam uh, veteran, had a large list of uh, albums. I came home and and I decided I'd buy all of them. So. <laughs> I love it. Any, I always you know, like how your uh, your your fandom of rock and roll it always goes back to camp somehow. Yeah, and, and I get it because, but you it get, just always seems like camp is a big influence on your is. rock and roll taste. It definitely was. <laughs> it got me going. I love it. All right. <clears throat> At Dupree Financial Group, we uh, um, we choke on our coffee at Dupree Financial Group. And, you know, sometimes early in the morning, coffee will actually gag me a little bit. I don't know why I keep drinking it, but (laughs) I do. It's like a, you know, dog going back. And, uh, yeah, it it can gag me a bit, the the bitterness. But... um, we talk at Dupree Financial Group about retirement income and uh, withdrawing a certain amount. And some people in the mutual fund industry have tried to uh, duplicate that or uh, generate that kind of thing, uh, say 4% withdrawal rate without, uh, without destroying the principal. Um, this is something we're very wrapped around. We are very focused on the retirement investor and what the retirement investor has to do in order to generate income from his or her retirement savings that over time will give them a nice return, hopefully a growing return and growing principal without dipping into that principal uh, unnecessarily. So, even Vanguard has come out with a fund that is supposed to do this. Uh, converting a pot of money, money into retirement income isn't an easy task for many retirees, and it's a tricky proposition even for fund firms. Take the Vanguard Managed Payout Fund, one of the largest of a type of investment options aimed at helping retirees with the income conundrum. Vanguard cut its payout to investors this year by 8% after the portfolio took a hit in last year's sell-off. So even Vanguard <clears throat> was trying to do this, and they weren't able to. <clears throat> so the Im- most important takeaway from this is knowing what you own and what's what it's made up of. There's a reason that we do everything at the firm. There's a reason that each client's account is individually managed. There's a reason it's not a fund that we pull everybody together. When you're dealing with, so you got the two different scenarios. You have the growth scenario, which is while you're working, you're contributing. And that's basically you figure out how much you want to invest and where to invest it. When you start dealing with the withdrawal phase, the income phase, the distribution, there you have to take into account health, um, life expectancy, uh, how the quality of life that you're wanting in retirement. There's all these other factors, the sequence of returns, all right. these things play into that. 
Now, what Vanguard is trying to do with this one particular fund, and there's a lot of funds that do this or something similar to this, but what they're trying to do is take the passive, uh, like an ETF, exchange-traded fund approach, make it passive, meaning put it on autopilot, and just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Now, there's so many things that can work against the investor by doing it this way. We've talked a lot in the past about mutual funds and how in a, a down market, the structure of a mutual fund can work against the investor because yeah, of redemptions. That's right. Now, that's exactly right. What Vanguard is doing with this particular fund, this is actually a fund of funds. Now, what I mean by that, this this mutual fund um, owns a portfolio of mutual funds of about mm -hmm. 25 different mutual funds. So you buy this fund and it, it's the Vanguard Managed Port Payout Fund. You buy that fund, you're actually, you own, it's really a derivative of a derivative, mm -hmm. right? Because you own a fund that owns funds. So you can take this, you know, really far, but, you know, want to scratch the surface. Let's say the first part of the fund, meaning the, the funds that this fund, that the payout fund owns. <laughs> okay, bear with me I here. Know. Bear I, with I me here. Say. Um, that when investors sell, because the funds that, that the payout fund owns, it's made up of commodities, growth, mm. all these different things. It's not an income-producing fund of funds. It doesn't produce dividends. So that 4% payout is coming from growth. Comes from growth, oh. total return. And so when you have a year like 2018 – well, that takes the averages down. That's why the it reduced its payout by 8%. They're trying to – and you see this in, in uh, large companies in Wall Street. They try to package things, make things simple. Well, sometimes you can't. You, you no. can't. you can't shortcut certain areas. Um, so when you try to make a, a an illiquid security liquid it doesn't work no when you try to take something like a withdrawal rate and make it on autopilot it doesn't work so what we try to do with our portfolio is if you're taking a four percent withdrawal rate that is being derived from shares of stock or bonds that you own in your portfolio that comes from dividends and interest payments it's real simple. Yeah. Real simple. It's, it's straight it, forward. It, well, it's candid and it's diligent. Right. And that's what we are. We're a candid and diligent guide for our clients. And it, but I want to ask a question about this, this Vanguard thing, because this is pretty interesting to me. So they, they cut the payout 8%. So if they're trying to meet a 4% objective, mm -hmm. So for $100, you get paid $4 annually. Are they cutting that $4 payout 8%? Yes. Is that what that means? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. Right. I just wanted to make sure our listeners understood that. Okay. And, the, and the reason for that is because of the total return. return is that down. That is down. Plus, you throw in the mix with that redemptions and the mechanics of mutual funds on top of mutual funds they can they can <clears throat> back their investors into a corner when they're paying out a certain amount and they have redemptions on top of that it just gets so murky uh, on how that how how the 
income is generated? For me, it, it generates a lot of anxiety because I don't really know what I've got. Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing I love about Dupree. You know, our customers, our clients, they know what they've got. They understand what they've got and how it works. Right. There you go. I mean, uh, they understand it if they take time to listen when we're there. Sometimes that's why we meet with them every six months. You know, right. sometimes they would rather just us handle it and not talk to them about it. But we're going to give them the opportunity to know exactly why their money is invested the way it is. 2018 is a prime example right. of why we own the types of things we own in the portfolio and why we communicate as much as we do with our clients. Because in in a year like 2017, when, you know, everything's going up, you know, in the market in general, uh, <laughs> when basically yeah. everything goes up. Well, I mean, you know, hey, you know, statement looks good. You know, we know that that's not always the case. You know, we know that situations like 2018 are, are going to happen, are going to happen again. That's why we communicate with them. This is what you own. Here's why you own it. And here's the income that's being produced. Because even in a down market, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago, a lot of the companies in the portfolio that for our clients, they raised their dividends in 2018 because yeah. the fundamentals were intact. Um, right. So as long the, the story stays the same, we're not, we're not jumping around, well, you got this and then this. It's always about the income. Even in an up market where, when everybody's happy, say, okay, you know, that's, it's great. Take a step back, though. Remember the income. Right. That's good. We'll listen to little birds here as we sort of work our way out. We'll do a go out here in just a second. We'll, let's see, move right up to it. 55. Okay, now it's time. <laughs> It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WAP. Hey, you don't walk blindfolded across streets during rush hour, juggle flaming axes, or tease hungry grizzly bears. Those things could kill you. So why keep using tobacco? Because quitting tobacco is hard. But here's some good news. You don't have to do it alone. Quit Now Kentucky is with you every step of the way. For free help quitting, text QUIT KY to 797979. Or go to quitnowkentucky.org and stay away from hungry grizzly bears. The unemployment rate is at a 48-year low. Most people that want to work are working. If you're trying to fill open positions at your business, you'll have to find your next candidate from the currently employed. iHeartMedia can help you spread the word to 93% of the U.S. population. That's right, 93%. Use this radio station to find your next employee who's driving to or sitting at their current job. You'll have your pick of the most qualified candidates for any position you have available. We can help. Go to iHeartWorks.com. That's iHeartWorks.com iHeartWorks.com. Kentuckians are always on the move. Whether you're driving down the road for a gallon of milk or flying across the country, Kentucky's new driver's licenses will get you there more securely than ever before. Rolling out by county starting this March. All cards will arrive in the mail. Choose between a standard license or a U.S. air travel and military base approved voluntary travel ID license. 
Preparing now will save valuable time later when you renew at your local circuit court clerk office. Learn what documents to bring at drive.ky.gov. Pope Francis has defrocked former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick and former Archbishop of Washington, D.C. after the Vatican found him guilty of sexually abusing minors and adults dating back decades. ABC's Julia McFarlane is at the ABC News Foreign Desk in London. McCarrick won't face any criminal charges because the alleged crimes were committed so long ago that the statute of limitations has expired. The revelations also that there were financial settlements in at least two Two cases involving McCarrick has led to accusations of a cover-up by the church. In a statement last year, McCarrick said he had no recollection of the allegations and maintains his innocence. A government shutdown has been averted, but a new showdown is beginning. Democrats vowing to legally challenge the president's declaration of a national emergency to help fund building a border wall. Former Vice President Joe Biden is expected to speak at the Munich Security Conference this morning. Earlier, Vice President Mike Pence asking European nations to withdraw from the nuclear deal with Iran. Michelle France and ABC News. Our weather gets a whole lot better as we get deeper into our Saturday. Skies becoming partly sunny. Afternoon temperatures right around the 40-degree mark. Clouds are going to thicken up again late tonight. To be a touch of some light rain or light snow early on Sunday. By the afternoon, just a scattered shower left over. Highs 45 to 50, not raining all day. Colder with a flurry on Monday. Have a great weekend. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios. This is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP. The Daytona 500 is almost here, and now's the time to head to Kroger for the Digital Coupon Savings Event and stock up on delicious ways to feed your racing fans. You'll find hot deals on select bird's eye frozen vegetables, Breyers ice cream, Campbell's condensed soup, and more. Just visit Kroger.com or the app and download your coupons. You can use them up to five times in one transaction and get ready for your Daytona 500 party at Kroger, where food and fans unite. Anyone can deliver a box, but when you consider the source, only Kroger can bring you the fresh food and quality products you already know and love. And Kroger makes it easy with same-day store pickup, delivery in as little as one hour, and shipping right to your door. So check out while you're chilling. Shop online with the Kroger app or at Kroger.com today. Right now, fresh Heritage Farm boneless chicken breasts are $1.69 a pound, and Haas avocados are 58 cents each with card. Fresh food, low prices at Kroger. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. 630 WLAP. Of her every once in a while. 
taking her meal or bathing. A fine lady. This one day I happened to be real close to her and I saw her standing over there. So I snuck up on her nice and easy. Got my rope out. And I threw it in the, the air. air. I'm going to catch that horse if I can. And when I do, I'll give her my brand. He's looking forward to that. You're sitting around the camp campfire. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, we're back on the Tom Dupree show. We're list, still listening to the birds from the untitled album. Uh, what else you got, Mike? They're the one there on high-speed trading. All right, let's talk about it. That, that's something that goes on every day the market's open every day um so you, you rewind to december um and uh december is when we're having all the volatility in the market big swings uh intraday for the week you know all, all the huge amounts of volatility now part of that uh, has been attributed to you know this high frequency trading um so what the high frequency trading is is it's computer algorithms and the computers someone puts in the formula uh they're that's looking for arbitrage opportunities which are price discrepancies that they can you know exploit it's tiny ones tiny ones if i could borrow that uh article real you quick can have that article thank you <laughs> Oop, not that article other article that one. that one right there there we go um most people have heard of high frequency trading and you know everybody knows that it goes on but i want to put it in perspective the types of of price discrepancies that these things are trying to exploit uh this was a, a an article in the wall street journal brief price gaps in stocks um but these things are trying to exploit in this one instance 1,862 millionths of a second okay. is where you had this price dis discrepancy. This was on Apple stock, okay? So you have these different exchanges that stocks are traded on, and th there's there might be a slight price discrepancy. So what these high-frequency traders are trying to do is identify those and basically you buy one from one, you sell it to the other, and you make the arbitrage in yeah. between. And there's a there's a big push to uh, regulate and limit this high frequency trading. My personal feeling is I actually don't mind it. Yeah. Because look at the two games that are being played. These people are trying to exploit eighteen hundred millionths of a second price discrepancy. Well, that can add volatility in a market. Our game, if you will, that we're playing is long-term mm -hmm. so what does this volatility provide us as a long-term investor buying opportunity buying opportunity because it's two completely different things and really what these guys are doing they're making the market efficient mm -hmm. really you know the, the computing power to to do this you think about that i mean that's almost the speed of light yeah that this so that fast this computer is identifying an arbitrage situation and placing trades to exploit that pricing discrepancy right. in in 
the at the speed of light. And so the computing, it's like Bitcoin, you know, the computing power that's needed to get new Bitcoin now, uh, the, the, the infrastructure cost is so high. The same with this. You know, there's not any new players getting into this part of the game because it costs so much to get the infrastructure. Right. Um, but what they do, they really, they're making these markets more efficient uh, by finding these discrepancies. Same thing, uh, Charlie Munger was on uh, CNBC the other day talking about is value the, the question was is value investing dead he said well no it's it's not dead but it's changed because when he started the 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 transmission of information was so much slower you could find these price uh, irregularities you could find a company that was trading below book value below breakup value and they could take advantage of that and buy the company at a low price. Well, now because information moves so quickly, he said. He said basically everybody was fishing for cod, or there was one person fishing for cod. Now everybody comes fishing in the same hole. He said value investing now has turned more to spear fishing. He said you've got to have your spear up and ready, and then when you see the big one come by, you hit it. Yeah. He said that's where where, where it's kind of changed to now. Um, but the same thing with the high frequency trading, they're exploiting these in uh, these discrepancies and making the market more efficient. Um, because from th- f- today, six months from now, it's going to be you know twenty five hundred m- millionths of a second the the discrepancy because it's going to get more and more efficient. But sometimes some of the things that we like stay bargains for quite a while because of. Maybe just the fact that nobody's looking at them, and they are looking at Apple on a daily. That's basis. right. That's right. Um, and it can be for a number of reasons. It could be because the market's speculating on some event that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, the market should price these things at fair value, or even give it a premium. Uh, we saw it, you know, uh, in December. The market's highly inefficient in the short term. Um, in December, you had everything sell off indiscriminately across the board. Well, that's when there were some some opportunities, and there still are some opportunities because everything hasn't come back yet. Um, but in the short run, the market's very inefficient. But information does flow a lot quicker than it did forty years ago. Yeah, but I don't know how. I don't know how good the market is at cleaning up its own messes. Sure. Sometimes, guy. So, so what? It, when, when you say that, that this, I thought this was kind of interesting. Speaking of this high speed stuff, the example they used with Apple, what that one thousand eight hundred sixty two millionths of a second meant, was six cents. That was the gap in the trade yeah and so they went back and they looked at 2017 they said there was about two billion dollars of opportunity uh laying in quick arbitrage in quick arbitrage but when mike and i were talking about this and trying to the speed i mean the, the speed of light that's the fastest speed we we know of mm-hmm. that's a billion meters per second Right. A billion meters per second. So, I mean, and then this is, we're, we're trading. <laughs> They're looking, and these firms even get yeah. it down to how close the wires are to, you know, a guy who's yeah. 10 miles away. 
is not as good as a guy who's a mile away or even 400 yards away from the exchange because how quick it takes the stuff to flow through the wire. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, what's cute about that, you could actually, if, if the trader was across the street, you'd be better off holding up a piece of paper because <laughs> it would travel faster. Yeah. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> Everything we're seeing comes to us at the speed of light in that little short time. I'm watching you nod your head, but it's it's little. It happened a little bit before I'm seeing it, just a tiny bit, because it comes to me at the speed of light. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the the whole point of this is. <clears throat> personally i don't mind them doing that because for us just like in december last year anytime you have volatility that provides us opportunities for our clients yeah um so it, it depends on what you're looking for you know when we're looking for uh good companies at attractive prices you know we're looking at this you know we can own this company for 10 15 years you know, and these people are looking at fractions of a second. Yeah, that they're buying. They're just looking at it as a trading thing. You know, we're we're investors. We're looking for good companies that pay dividends mm-hmm. that we can own for a long time. That's right, and that's that's the wheelhouse that we're we're playing in. Let's see, future turns returns. Why active management makes sense. Uh, let's talk about that. Why does it make sense? Because it doesn't seem that it always does better than indexing. Sure. Well, coming out of the financial crisis, you know, you had kind of the rising tide lifts all boats effect. Um, you had, um, uh, you know, a low basis or low base that the market was coming off of. You had quantitative easing. Uh, you had all these different things that were just stimulus to the market, and that was raising everything. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're getting late in the business cycle, and now you have things that, you know, you have uh, things happening like Brexit. You have uh, the 2018 scenario where you have this volatility. You have what's going to happen with interest rates. Um, and now's the time where you've got to separate the winners from the losers mm-hmm. in the market. Um, you have to look now and be more careful of balance sheets. You know, what, what is, if, if we do get into an environment where interest rates are going up, which, you know, maybe, maybe not, I'm, I'm, I think, you know, I, I would be more towards not, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't look like they're going to go up like no. they were expected to go up. That's right. Point. Um, but you, you have to look at the balance sheets and the security of a company, you know, in this kind of an environment, um, you have to look at, uh, the, the fundamentals of a company payout ratio, these different things, right. because now you're going off of a level that is elevated. And when you get into uh, buying something that's already gone up, it's at fair value or above fair value. Right. That's when you set yourself up for trouble. Yeah. So active management, meaning uh, research and hopefully be able to take advantage of these short-term inefficiencies in the market. In, in 2018, this article quoted that said 38% of the U.S. stocks outperformed their, their peers. 
or the passive index markets. So when I read that, the first thing I thought of was our research team and and the people at Dupree Financial and the time they spent because that's what they're looking at. They're looking at those looking at the companies that are outperforming because right. that's that's what we're about. Taking care of our clients, taking care of their money that they've worked so hard for right. so they can live an enjoyable life during retirement. Right. Here right. we are. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Sex crimes. The national emergency. Drugs. This is not an emergency. Assaults. What happens next? Killings. Killings. Happens here. Let me repeat that. We are not doing the wall. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree show. That's from the birds. Also, that's the don't ever think the birds weren't a jam band <laughs> as they now talk about fish and these others. They uh, could jam with the best of them. And this is from the uh, 12, 13 minute, eight miles high cut. What'd you have, Bo? I was going to say, if, if, if you want to find a, uh, something that uh, predates the Allman Brothers, this, this, this is, little this right, little bit right here that we're listening to, yeah. I mean, this is fantastic. Yeah. Really See, there good. there you go. Stick with me. I'll... Well, I haven't strayed <laughs> away from you yet. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, while older couples must look beyond life expectancy when planning for retirement. So the whole retirement uh, industry tells you to – look at life expectancies, which are, are averages for how long you'll live. But the fact is you may live a lot longer than that. Anytime you're dealing with averages, when you're dealing with investing, you have to be careful. You know, it's like saying the stock market's average 9% over a 90 year period. Well, 
everybody's situation's different. You have to take that into account. You can't just look at averages. The same with life expectancy. Um, and so when you're when we're sitting down with our clients, it's all based on relationship. Uh, in the first hour, you know, they were talking about relationships. Same same thing with us. Um, you know, it's relationships with our clients. But thinking in terms of averages. So when you tell uh, uh, say you have a married couple that comes in. So when you think of the life expectancy, you can say, okay, the husband, the average life expectancy is 83. Uh, the wife, the average life expectancy is 86. Well, th- so they start thinking in terms of I'm going to live to 83 or 86. Mm-hmm. Well, in reality, you know, another way to say this is you have about a 20% chance that one of you are going to live to be 95 years old. Right. That's a that's different than saying your life expectancy is 83 or 86. You have a 20% chance you're going to live to one of you is going to live till 95. That has implications on the portfolio, right? Because if you're planning to only live till 83 to 86, but you live to 95, that's a lot longer that that portfolio has to last you and produce income. So when we're sitting down with our clients, because we like to meet with our clients every six months, we sit down and we're going over where the portfolio is today, what has changed with their lives. It's an ongoing relationship. I want to touch on, I'm on, okay. I want to touch on something about that, that 90, the percent of chance of living longer into their 90s. This this is kind of interesting. The average, for a married husband and wife, Okay, both at the age of 65, the probabilities of at least one member living to a given age is substantially higher than the other. Okay, the couple has a 97% chance of seeing at least one member live another decade. Right. So think about when we're meeting with our clients, you know, I'm thinking, hey, we're all, we're going to die together or close together, right? I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. You start thinking about one's going to live another ten years. Yeah, yeah. Significant. That's right. Impact on your planning. Exactly, and that's where, you know, if it's a husband and wife, that, you know, because men's life expectancy is shorter. That's where the relationship's even wonder more why, important. I wonder why that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it have anything to do with coffee? <laughs> Elizabeth, do you want to weigh in on that? <laughs> I've been quiet the whole two hours almost. So why do you perk up now? What, what, do, you, what do you got to say? I was called to action. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but, you know, if uh, one area – that I, I personally I, I'm uh, I take a lot of pride in we have we have a, a number of widows that are clients mm-hmm. one of the best compliments that we can get as a firm and one that I just really you know take to heart is when they come in and they say I don't worry about this right. you know a lot of times that's it a was, big deal it was the the husband that had handled the finances all their life and he wanted someone that he felt that they could trust that right. was transparent and they come in and they start that relationship and for the most part while the husband was still alive and now we have that relationship with his wife and it's an ongoing it's it's a trust relationship 
and they uh, they have confidence. They don't worry yeah. about it. That's been nice. We've had several people recently say that kind of thing about it. Yeah, uh, I think that that's one of the best compliments uh, to me that I think I can get. I think it speaks to what what we're about because we 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 do one thing well. We educate them first, and then we empower them. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they they don't worry because of that, and that's that speaks to what our firm's about. Right, um, investor development. Yes. That's, yeah. I mean that's that's mm-hmm. what you do. You develop as an investor over time. You know, the the fact that anybody trusts anybody in this business is kind of a miracle. Knowing what I know about some of what's out there, and sometimes when I hear people have gone with other firms. Knowing what I know, I cringe because I know what we do versus what they do. And, you know, I won't name any names, but there are some firms out there that I think at times it's it's misleading at worst and it's uh, maybe not helpful at best. But um, some of what we see, uh, you know, and, uh, and I'll fight for uh, – the the truth um, that I, I feel like sometimes people are not told the truth. They're told things that um, are average sort of statements, but they don't necessarily apply to them. And we try to make their particular investment experience apply to their life and what they need at the time. That's right. And because we are a fiduciary, and yeah. we've been a fiduciary since 2010. Um, you know, legally, we have to put the interest of our clients ahead of our own. And when you know, when we're sitting down with someone, if if we can't help them, we tell them. Right. Um, but that's pretty few and far between, honestly. Yeah. Uh, because there are some people we can't help because they just. Sometimes they don't want the kind of help we're offering, or sometimes they've done a good enough job on their own mm-hmm. that they are in that place of, of not needing help. Right. Uh, we have some clients that are really good investors in their own right. And, uh, you know, they come to a point where they don't have the time. They don't want to worry about it, don't want to mess with it anymore. Um, and because we're so research intensive, um, we can communicate with that with a right. good investor and kind of speak on the same level uh, that, that they want to hear. Yep. Um, but that's one thing we never talk down to anyone. You know, we can talk on whatever level someone wants to talk on. Right. If you want to come and see us, you can call us at 859-233-0400 or go on DupreeFinancial.com. Guys, it's been a great day. Been fun. We got a bit, Listen, we haven't talked about this, but we've got a big game today. Yeah. And uh, anybody want to make a comment on that? Huh? Uh, well, uh, I'm sure. Rocky Top is the worst song ever written. <laughs> there you go. Nothing, you know what, like a big orange. Anyway, uh, go Cats. Uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with uh, Mike Johnson, Guy Huglin, and Elizabeth Dupree. News Radio 630 WLAP.